Hey everybody, welcome back to the Advent Video Devotion Series. Uh, this is now day 10. You have trekked along with us. Uh, we're so proud of you for doing that. Uh, hopefully you're enjoying uh, the time in the morning or evening, whenever you spend uh, to, to get in the Word and, and just to be encouraged uh, to think more about Christ and to, to really ponder His His coming and what that means for us, especially as we approach Christmas. Uh, today's scripture reading is out of the book of Matthew, chapter 2. It's going to be verses 10 and 11. It says this, when they saw the star, they were overwhelmed with joy. Entering the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and falling to their knees, they worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Today, I want us to look at those treasures and think about what our treasure is. Today's title is My Treasure. When we lay ourselves down and we lay our treasures down, Think about the wise men coming to worship Jesus. They came to worship him and pay homage to the king. He was the king. Uh, so they bestowed kingly gifts to him. But uh, they were saying, and, and when we lay our, our treasure down, we are saying that it is, it's Jesus who satisfies. It's not the treasures. Uh, we say we, we have these treasures, we have these gifts, but really they don't mean near as much as Jesus means to us. He is our treasure. And our desire should be to enjoy him more, not things. We enjoy him more, not things. Uh, it's, it's easy to, to get complacent with that, though. It's easy to get distracted, especially in a commercialized uh, season like Christmas, where Christmas should be all about Jesus. Uh, we get emails that say it's all about things and stuff and uh, better deals on things to spend money on. Uh, and Jesus says, I, I want you to want me more. I want, I, want, I want to be the greatest treasure of your life. Now, it's not because, and laying our treasures down and, and offering them to him doesn't mean he needs them. It means we need him more. It's showing that we don't. We are letting go of what we found treasure in, what we found value in, and we're placing that value and that treasure in Christ instead. But let's look at the the three things that were presented: gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Uh, we probably don't have a lot of that just laying around. Uh, these are pretty valuable items, uh, but we, we do have gifts we can still give. But let's look at these items. We look at gold. These these wise men, however many there were, we think there's three because there were three gifts. But the wise men uh, brought gold. And because of the scarcity of gold, and uh, it, there was an immense value on it. It was a precious metal. And it was particularly associated with royalty and nobility. So, And you see this in, in 1 Kings. You see the queen of Sheba visits Solomon. And she brings all these great quantities of gold and, and other gifts uh, to Solomon. And, and, and bringing a gift of gold uh, by doing that, the wise men knew and saw Jesus as the king. In fact, they came and said, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? So it was given to royalty. Gold was also associated with, with worship and, and the temple and the Holy of Holies. Uh, the Ark of the Covenant was, was coated in gold. So there's a connection there of, as a place of worship, as, an, as, as, a, as a symbol of, of uh, worship with God. Well, then we move on to frankincense. You have this, this uh, incense, right? And uh, burning of frankincense was closely associated with, with ceremonial worship of God. Uh, it was actually also something that was used in the temple, uh, and uh, it was it was also uh, could have indicated that the wise men felt and understood that that Jesus had a claim not only as as a king, but Jesus was also God in the flesh because frankincense was used in the worship of God. They brought frankincense there because Jesus was not only king; he was. God. And then we see the, the final gift was, was myrrh. And like the two first uh, other gifts, it's also used in the temple. Exodus chapter 30, 
Uh, it talks about liquid myrrh was the main ingredient in the anointing oil used in ceremonial prepare, ceremonially preparing the priests and the instruments and the altar and the temple itself before sacrifices could be made. So it was there and present again. So again, this, this preparing for the sacrifice to be made. Interesting analogy, thinking of Jesus being our sacrifice, the myrrh there to prepare him beforehand as the sacrifice to be made. There's symbolism there, but it goes further than that. Uh, Myrrh was was also a secret ingredient or the special ingredient, the key ingredient uh, in the mixture of spices that were used to prepare bodies for burial. It was used to embalm and to, to, to bury people. Uh, the wise men may have intended this gift in that exact way, that it was an indication of Jesus' humanity. Not only was he God and did they worship him as God and as king, he was also fully man, and, and they knew that he would have to be the sacrifice, the sacrifice uh, prepared for us to, and offered for us, and that he would die. So myrrh was this, uh, this symbolism there. Now, whether they, they meant that or not, we just know that they gave him gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Costly gifts, very, sim- very symbolic in that time. Uh, but also something, I want you to think of this, it's not only just uh, amazing gifts, but those gifts were laid down out of the hands of, of these givers so they could worship Jesus. Again, finding more value in the treasure that is in Jesus than the treasure they actually had. But then think, how does God use our gifts? Certainly gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And again, Jesus doesn't need our gifts. God doesn't need anything from us. But I do believe that God uses our faithfulness and rewards our faithfulness. And when we are faithful, God is faithful. And and God uses our gifts and produces a fruit with those gifts. You think about for this family, this poor family of Mary and Joseph who are in Bethlehem and they're, they're there's the gifts presented to them, and, and now they need to make a journey to get out, of, get out of, uh, get out of the way, get out of Bethlehem, and leave so they don't get caught by Herod. Well, what do they need? Well, they need money. Well, they have gold now, and they have frankincense and myrrh, very costly things. They could sell all of those as uh, as commodities, right? And they, they could be things that that help them get wherever they need to be or live wherever they need to live for a time. So uh, God's going to use that, and there's fruit being produced, and that, that's an excitement. Uh, and certainly, the the wise men didn't even know that. Probably wouldn't even know how it would be used. They just worshipped, and then they left. But think about our gifts as well. We, we can lay our gifts down. We, we may not have any spare gold or, or valuables uh, to give, but we do have something. It's also amazing to see what God can do with the seemingly insignificant gifts, right? Remember the story of Jesus feeding the 5,000, or actually thousands, with what? Two fish and some loaves of bread. A seemingly insignificant lunch. And Jesus multiplies that and much fruit comes from that. See, when we come and we lay our gifts down before Christ because we treasure Him most. And as we see the fruit from our little bit of faith be produced, we will treasure Him even more. So during this Advent, as you expectantly wait, lay your treasures down in worship because you treasure Him more. God bless you guys. We'll see you tomorrow.